For the past few months, one of the jobs I've had at seminary was I lead the liturgy planning meetings. And every Thursday, seminarians come together and we plan the big community night Eucharist. And one of the questions on the sheet as we're looking at how to plan this liturgy is the text of the day. And the text of the day is obviously the scripture, but what about the other texts of the day? <clears throat> and today is a day where there are many texts for today. So I'm going to hope to capture them all in less than an hour. Amen. I don't think they'll let me do that, though. But we're going to start with, with these readings. We have three readings that, looking at each of them, they're very different. And last week, Father Richard talked about threads, how we all kind of sometimes hang faith on threads, and how I see these texts, the scripture texts as well as the other texts of the day, all coming together, and they weave into the tapestry that we call faith and liturgy. So we begin with Paul and Silas, who did not have a very good day. They went, they were out healing and teaching and preaching, and they had somebody who followed them and kept annoying them everywhere they went. So Paul, I think, figured he was going to do a good thing, and he heals the woman of the, her demon. Well, no good deed goes unpunished, as we saw, and he gets sent to prison. But while in prison, God provides and sends an earthquake and the jail falls open. Now, I am not Paul, but if I was Paul, I would have booked it out of there. But what did he do? He stayed. He stayed to care for the jailer to make sure that the jailer wouldn't be held in trouble. Despite getting falsely imprisoned, he still stayed there to care for somebody. We then go into the book, the reading from Revelation, which I think is setting the stage for next Sunday. Next Sunday we will celebrate Pentecost, where it's the coming of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples, and how the Spirit now lives and moves within us. And we hear that it's saying, come, let everyone who hears say, come. And as we are going into this week preparing for Pentecost, may our prayer be, come Holy Spirit. Come and be with us. Come and send us into the world. Then we get to this reading in our Gospel. <clears throat> now this is one of the texts that when the Council of Nicaea was happening was used to help explain the Trinity. Now I will tell you right now I'm not going to try and explain the Trinity. That's in two weeks. And I'm leaving that to Richard. Um, but what we see here is the relationship between God and the Son. How they are, their desire is to be one. And how they are one is shown through the love between them. But that love then gets carried out into the world. Just as I ha you have loved me, I have loved them. And just as we love, receive love from God, we are called to send that love out. That is how I believe we live into the Trinity. It's through that love, through that seeing how we love each other, being with each other, caring for each other. Now our next thread is today is Mother's Day. And 
<clears throat> to be honest, I've never liked preaching on Mother's Day. And I think it's because we sometimes worry about, well, what does the term mother mean? Mothers can be in many different forms. For me, I've been blessed to have several people who have been mothers to me. People who have walked with me. People who have been with me when I was sad. People who have been with me when I was in joy. It doesn't mean that you had to have a kid to be a mom. This last week we celebrated Julian of Norwich. And she has some phenomenal writing about Jesus' as mother. And I used, to, I used to struggle with that image. Because I was like, Jesus had a beard. And he was a man. And you're calling him mother. Then I kept reading the chapter. And going into the chapter, you see how she describes is the love that Jesus has for all of us. It's that mothering love. The love to hold us when we're scared, to lift us up when we need it, but also not afraid to bring us back in when we've gone a little astray. So we can see Jesus as mother, and we can be mothers to each other. <clears throat> the last thread that I want to bring into this is, this is my last sermon that I will be giving at Church of Our Savior. And as I was thinking about this, I, I kept thinking how my experience has been, and I went back to the image of a garden. And when Matthew and I first got our first house, I decided to be all homemaker-ish, and I planted a garden. And it was fun until I had to start weeding. And then things started growing and growing, and I just gave up. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> but Matthew, being raised on a farm, helped me. He goes, okay, here's what we need to do. And we went out and started pruning and weeding and spending that time. And that's kind of how I've been seeing these last two years that I've been blessed to be a part of this community. My first sermon that I gave here, I commissioned you all as seminary professors. And I think you guys held pretty good to that. You have given me feedback. You have helped me grow in ways that I can't even tell you. You have helped me to see my call as a priest. You've helped me to see my call in the church. But you've also shown me the amazing amount of love that a community can have. These past few years have been fun. As much fun as I'm probably going to have for a while. <laughs> You'll find out later why. Um, <laughs> but I'm leaving here confident. When I first came here, I remember meeting with Richard and saying, I'm really worried about Field Ed. I'm going to come in, I'm going to screw something up, and everybody's going to leave the church, and nobody's going to like God, and it's going to be my fault. And Richard looked at me and goes, really? It's a lot of power you gave yourself. But you've walked with me. You've walked with me through two surgeries. You walked with me through trying to figure out what it means for me to wear a collar. And I know that you will walk with me as I continue on my journey towards the priesthood. And I am eternally grateful. You all have been phenomenal professors. You all have helped me grow. You have shown me the love that the church has, not only for clergy, but for one another. My challenge to you, as I try to end all my sermons with a challenge, is keep up the good work.
continue to love, continue to be with one another because we are all in relation with each other. And from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.